everybody, and welcome to In the Ring with Termite and Mr. S. Welcome. And uh, we are going to have an exciting day today. We're, we're starting a new podcast, and Mr. S and I are going to bring stories to you. We're going to bring celebrities to you, and and, and uh, we're just going to bring all kinds of excitement, right, Mr. S? That's it. Sto- celebrities, no-namers that still got some good stories that you're going to want to hear as well. That's right. And the stories are going to be about overcoming Stepping up in life, maybe people that have lost everything and and come back and made you know lots of money. Maybe people that overcome big obstacles. We're going to keep it exciting because we're in a a day and time in life where we need encouragement. We do, and that's what our goal is: is to bring encouragement. And we're going to do it by telling stories. That's it. In the ring of life. So in the ring, in the ring with us, and we want to hear about you getting knocked down in the ring of life, and getting back up, more importantly. So we have a lot of success stories, but mm-hmm. we want to hear the failures behind those success stories. I don't think those are talked about enough. So we want to hear what people overcame to get where they are today. That's right. And we're going to be starting our show off with uh, after today, after this uh, introduction to who we are. We're going to be uh, bringing some good people. We'll tell you who they are later because, man, we want you to tell all your friends. We want you to tell everybody to watch In the Ring of Life with Termite and Mr. S. That's it. Well, speaking of stories, I think um, a lot of folks know you, but a lot of folks don't know you. And so why don't you tell us, first of all, how you got this crazy name? (laughs) Uh, It is a crazy name. And uh, my family, um, we're in the pest control business. Uh, They used to have a company called Champion Exterminating. I like the champion part. And uh, it was called Champion Exterminating. It's uh, BJ's Pest Control now. But uh, my dad started it some 60-something years ago. And uh, when I was born, uh, a friend of ours that worked for my dad started calling me Termite. And, of course, my brother was a couple of years older than me. He could say Termite. And the man's daughter, Shirley, she could say termite, and they that's how the name got started. And now I'm 60, fixing to be 67, and everybody still calls me termite. And everybody knows you as a boxer, your boxing legend here in Houston. How'd you get involved into boxing? Was it something you loved as a kid? You saw someone on TV? How did that start? You know, I love to tell the story. Um, I have to go back in time. My dad was uh, a gangster. And, um, but then he gave his heart to Christ and my, um, my dad was straightening his life up, but his son was still going the wrong way. Matter of fact, you know, fast forwarding up till I was about 10 years old, I was already stealing. I was already drinking. I was already smoking. Yeah. I had an uncle that would give me all the booze that I wanted. So needless to say, I'd go stay weeks at a time with him and, um, But he saw his son getting in a lot of trouble. My dad saw his son getting in a lot of trouble. And he talked to some people, and they said, get him involved in boxing. And then an opportunity come. A guy named Mr. Joe Dove came up to the baseball park one day. My dad was coaching us, and and, um, I was way out in the left field. I was so bad. My dad would tell me, just keep going, termite, keep going, keep going. because I'd stay out of trouble out way out in the field. But uh, Mr. Joe Dove came up, and I, and, and I love telling this story because I can remember the green, emerald green truck, and it was a regular cab pickup Ford truck, and he had the, 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 on the steering wheel had that knob that you turn. He had that, 
And I remember that the, the uh, automatic shift was on the column, on the steering column. And he come up, and he had uh, two twin brothers, the car twins, uh, car brothers, and they, and the man's son, Randy Dove. And uh, he come up to my dad and said, "Hey, Bill, you know, let's talk termite about boxing. Does he want, really want to be a boxer?" They called me from in from the out in the field, and I come running in and. And I uh, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, termite. And, and I got to paint this picture. Joe Dove at that time was kind of wild. And he had a beer in one hand, cigarette in the other, dark green glasses, a baseball cap that was cupped over. And he had his arms crossed. He said, hey, termite, you want to be a boxer? And I thought, yeah, that'd be fun. You know, I was already fighting every day. And so I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went down to my dad's house at that time, my house, and it had three-car garage. And we, he pulled out these boxing gloves. They were called pillars because they were real big boxing gloves. We slipped them on, and I slipped them on with one of the twin brothers. And the twin brothers, if you're listening out there, I still have not forgot this day, and I won't forget this day. I owe you, and uh, they're good friends of mine. And uh, anyway, so we put the gloves on, or they put the gloves on one twin brother, and they put them on me, and they said time, which was the same thing as a bell going ding, off. Ding, 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 ding. That meant start. I didn't know what it meant at that time, but uh, I learned real quick. That was the bell going off. And this twin brother just jumped out on me, and he started hitting me, and he was experienced, and he just gave me uh, a whole minute full of whooping. And uh, after one minute, he said, time again. And I thought, wow, you know, I'm sure glad it stopped. Well, I'm, and I don't know if you've ever been whipped for a whole minute. That's a long time, especially when you're on the receiving end. So uh, I looked over, and he puts them on the other twin brother. And he said time again. Of course, that's when I got my guard up. Uh, you know, keep I do, the, you do keep your guard up. So I learned to keep my guard up the day, the first day I was in boxing. This guy come out, he just started whipping me like he owned me, and he beat me up. And and the, and Mr. Dove said time again, and and uh, he puts him on his son. And his son was uh, the taller of the group. Number three. There was three, uh, two twin brothers, and then, and then the, the other. Third friend and so uh, the man's son joe dove's son and so uh randy was the taller one and randy come out and he's boxing and jabbing me and my head's going back and forth <laughs> and he just whipped me so i just got three minutes of good old-fashioned butt whipping and so he said time and he's sitting there and he had that beard in his hand and those green glasses and cigarette and he goes yeah bill i think he's gonna make it and I thought to myself, what does this man think I'm going to make? A punching bag? <laughs> and so that day, we took off and we went downtown Houston to Red Shield Boxing Gym. I weighed in for a fight the next night, a tournament. And I weighed in at a whopping 65 pounds. Wow. And so the next night, I fought again. And I got whipped again. A week later, Mr. S., I... Um, I won my first fight. And I got to tell you, victory is sweet. Very sweet. Very sweet. Especially and, after getting knocked down so much. Especially after getting knocked down. You're exactly right. And that's what this show is about is victory. Because we want, we want to help our people become overcomers. So that day, um, I won my first fight. Well, I come back, and the next week, I fought the guy that beat me the first time, and he whipped me again. 
And then my dad got me a new trainer. His name was Kenny Weldon. And I went on to win 65 fights straight. It just speaks volumes for having a good coach, having a good teacher. And pushing through. And pushing through and being a good listener, being a good student. Because a teacher is only as good as a student. Being coachable. Being coachable. You're exactly right. So um, I went on and, and, and then I... You know, fought in the state tournament, won it at 16, put me, uh, went to nationals, won the nationals. And I will talk a little bit more later sure. about my history, but that's how, how I got started in the ring. That's a pretty powerful start. And that's exactly what this show is about. Getting knocked down, getting back up, pushing through. We all hear the success stories, but we hear more about, hey, how did you get to be a success? That's it's from, right. It's from pushing through. Now, there's a lot more to your story. Uh, this is our first episode, so we can't just, we can't spend it all, but I still want to know a little bit more. A lot of these people still don't know who you are. That's how you got started in boxing. But tell a little about, you know, why are you now known for boxing? You you got to the Olympics. Yeah. Um, there's, there's several other things. So share some of that. Let's not dump it all, but tell the people a little bit more. Well, what I did is I made the one of the Olympic teams is what that was. I did not go to the Olympics, but I did make – there's five Olympic teams, and I made one of them. And the team that I was on, and I like to brag about this, I had Sugar Ray Leonard, had Howard Davis. Both of them won the gold medal. And uh, matter of fact, they were my roommates. We went to Romania, Italy, Germany, Yugoslavia. Oh, wow. We went all around the world. And uh, so that was at 16, and I was the first at 16 to win national competition. Now, it's been done many times since then, but I was the first at that time. At 17, I turned pro, and um, and I'll, I'll kind of fast forward. I had a great pro career, fought for the world championship October the 2nd of uh, 1980 when Muhammad Ali fought his last fight, when he fought Larry Holmes, the last hurrah. I lost a 15-round, I think. 15 rounds. Yeah, 15 rounds. That's a long time. It is. A real long time. Uh, and I got to tell you, it was 114 degrees that day. Under the lights that night, it was 106. And uh, we fought 15 rounds wow. outside under the lights. But it's on one of the greatest show, boxing shows in history. Matter of fact, till this day. It's from a double one, card, right? Double main event. Uh, I fought Saul Mambi, a 15-rounder. It went the distance. Muhammad Ali fought Larry Holmes. Um, that was, uh, to my knowledge, uh, Ali's last fight. And um, it was a, a huge card. And uh, we had, we'll go later about who our undercard was. Sure. But uh, that fight went around the world. And f if I'm correct, just under 2.5 billion people saw that fight. That's a lot of people. So it's pretty cool. So uh, that was a little bit of my in the ring time. And I had a lot of exposure. And, and I finished my career off with uh, 69 wins, five losses two draws, and I believe it was 42 knockouts. And so I had a it's pretty impressive. good, yeah, had a pretty good career. And later we'll tell them about the, you know, going overseas and doing some of that. Yeah, so there's a, maybe we do a little teaser. So you did okay. go overseas. Yes, sir. Um, you did bring a country to the Olympics. Oh, well, I won't. 
Okay, say I'm all the details. Tell. All right, I'm going to tell you. Okay. All right. All right. So um, I am a Christian, and, and throughout this, we're not going to preach to you, but I am very proud that I am a Christian. And I felt like God was talking to me and calling me to go to Iraq. And um, the war was starting over in Iraq, and uh, the only reason I could go was pest control. So I went over there, and um, uh, I went, and the first day there, had a run-in with a general. And and this is going to lead into a lot of stuff, and so I'll try to make it as short as I can. But we want to make this exciting for you, and we want to let you know what we're doing in our life and make you a part of it. But um, the first day that I was in Iraq, I had to take a stand. You know, a lot of times when you get knocked down, you got to get up and take a stand. Uh, sometimes um, you got to take a stand in life. We don't have enough people taking a stand for what they believe. I'm huge on this because it was because of Americans that took a stand that made America what it is today. And I'm big on America. And, you know, I'm fixing to make probably you mad and everybody else mad, but if you're one of those folks that don't think America is the greatest country in the world, see me after this and I'll buy (laughs) you a one-way ticket anywhere you want to go. This uh, America is the greatest country in the world, it. and I love it. So you did make me mad. Think that you're going to make me mad with that, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, part of your job on this show is to reel me in when I start getting. Uh, you know, we're going to be real candid with y'all, and we're going to be real. Just you know, we're we're not as you as you can see, we're not professionals at this, but we no, are going to have fun. So, Mister S is the organized person right here. And uh, he's going to bring me in when I start getting on too many stories. And so going back on the story I was saying, so uh, the first day in Iraq, I had a run-in with a a general. And and I'm teasing here because we'll talk a little bit later about the movie that's being done. We will. About our story. But anyway, so... um, I had to go in and talk with the general. He called me in, and and I go through this. I'm going to paint this picture for you. So it's a dark building because we had no electricity. But I'm going down. The, the soldiers are escorting me down a little hall, and there's a light, but yet there's no electricity. And it ended up being run by a generator, and they're taking me to a general, General Buck. And we walk in, and he's mad. I mean, he's just like, and he starts, you know, ranting and raving about, where you been? Because they were supposed to have me there to kill flies several weeks earlier, and I wasn't there. And he started jumping on me, and and I'm telling the short the short story. I just leaned over. I mean, he started cursing me, and I just don't let people cuss me, Mister S. And so he was cussing me, and I just leaned over the general's desk and I said, um, "Sir, no disrespect to you." but I don't allow people to cuss me. And if you cuss me again, we're probably going to fight, and you're probably not going to win. <laughs> and so that's how my story that we'll go into later uh, starts. That's the start of it. That's a great That's yeah. a great start. Now, yeah. now, I won't make you tell more detail, but right. I still want to close it up just a little bit with a teaser. They're making a movie about your life, and we'll, we'll expound on some later shows, but let's at least leave them with that much. Tell them, tell them who's making the movie of your life. Sylvester Stallone, and really I'm supposed to say Balboa Productions, but we all know that Sylvester Stallone uh, is the 
driving force behind Balboa. Yes, uh, three years ago we signed a contract and uh, of, of of Balboa doing the movie. We're looking for a director right now, and then they've got a set of actors that they want me to pick from, and. Um, then we got a little delay on it because I got that little thing called the virus, the coronavirus. Heard about it. Yep. And um, for all y'all that don't know, I was one of the first ones to go on the ventilator and then come off of the ventilator. I was on the ventilator for about 18 days. And then uh, by the grace of God, I made it off. Uh, and so the movie was delayed, but we're, we're rolling full speed ahead now. And we're looking for a director. Can you tell us some of the names they got you picking for uh, leads? Oh, twist my arm. Yeah. You know, they gave me this uh, this uh, long sheet of uh, paper. It was 12 names. And I'll just give you a couple of them. They, they had a little old guy called Matthew McConaughey. Heard and, of him, too. Yeah, we heard of him maybe once or twice. And uh, had a guy named Brad Pitt, Bradley Cooper, Josh Brolin, Mark Wahlberg. You know, and uh, so I'll just leave it right there. I mean, we don't it's even. Gonna be go it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. You know what's exciting is we're going to keep the folks, the 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 our fans, our people, our our audience. We're going to keep you up on every single move of this movie. Awesome. Make them a part of it. Awesome, because it's going to be a story in itself. Yes. Already unfolding. That's it? right. And part of this, and I'll I'll kind of wrap up this little bit. You're talking about a movie being made about your life. What people don't know is what I'd like to emphasize, how many years since the, you had that script yeah. to now you've got this movie deal. Because people probably just heard, hey, I did some great things. Now they're making a movie out of my life. How many years was it that you had this idea for a script? I believe it's about 19 years right 19 now. 19 years, longer yeah. than some of our listeners have been alive. Yeah. yeah. You're, it's just a dream. So it's that's, just a that's, dream. That's, that's getting up every single day. That's right. In a sense, you're getting knocked down. You didn't get anywhere. That's right. You're still trying. You're still trying. You had this vision to share in your story. That's right. 19 years. Well, let me just kind of talk a little bit about that. Uh, They came to me in Iraq making me offers, but I had to take a stand because they were just not right for for me. And, uh, And so to get the right thing, I've been knocked down a lot. And, you know, they... Our whole story, I mean, our whole theme of this talk show is when you get knocked down, you got to get up. Well, in 19 years, I've been knocked down a whole bunch uh, on this movie, but but I hung in there. I I was strong on my beliefs. I stood strong on my beliefs, and I fought back. And now it's actually happening. Now, now, Mr. S, uh, I, I just got to do this. Now we've been talking about me, okay? And you're my partner, you're my friend, all that kind of stuff. But I want to know, I want the people to know about you. He's the smart one of the bunch, uh, of us, by the way. So, Mr. S., would you tell us about you? Sure, a little bit about me. Uh, No one's making a movie about my life. It's not (laughs) that exciting, but hopefully I'm the character on the show that other people can relate to that's not being made a movie out of our life. But that doesn't say that. I'm not doing things that I'm trying to make a difference in the world. Sure. I'm happy to be friends with you. I get excited, you know, seeing you have these exciting moments. Um, but about me is really kind of what inspired, you know, the show for both of us is, you know, I'm more into the business side of things. Mm-hmm. I really um, have a passion for making an impact, making a difference and encouraging people. And myself, my own story was I was raised blue collar. My dad's a mechanic. 
Um, I was blessed with, you know, intelligence and smarts in school, but that never really equated to what I wanted to do. I felt like I couldn't be a, a success like I wanted. And I would see people that were successful. And I always felt that they had something I just didn't. They had something. They were either born into the family. They just had something I didn't have. And therefore, I could never really be what I dreamed of being. So I just got to kind of be content. I just never could be content. Um, and it was just like a, a journey. I didn't know what to do until I heard some stories. I began reading books, listening to different um, things about people's lives. And I came across some stories about some successful people, you know, that I've heard, think of any big name. And I heard their, the negative side of their story mm -hmm. in that thing that I listened to. And some ones that I read, it was about how they had you know, almost nothing. They were down to nothing. They were completely broke and their, you know, their partner left them or everything just completely fell apart. And then the things that we know about them, some successful, now they're where they are today. And just hearing that inspired me. So uh, about me on this side is I want to bring that to people. And I think now it's needed today more than ever, especially with young people. Mm -hmm. You got social media, you get scroll through your social media and you just see people that are doing great things. You're traveling here, they're going there, their life looks perfect. And, you know, we all know it's not real, but I think psychologically it really affects people, especially younger people. They grew up with this. You and I didn't grow up with that. Yeah. Now we kind of contrast it. Imagine growing up and seeing everybody doing these great things and you're living a life, nothing like this. It can, I think, create this mentality of, wow, I can never have this or I'm not going to be like that. And I think then people see when people are successful, it looks easy. Yeah. When you scroll through social media, it looks easy. And then if if someone ever does get enough gumption within them to say, you know what, I'm going to make something in my life, and they'll they'll try, and they just fall flat on their face. Yeah. And and it's not easy. It's not. You know, some of the things about you. I mean, you've got degrees. You're an engineer. That wasn't easy. Matter of fact, not. you were the first. If I'm not mistaken, you were the first in your family. To get a degree, is to that to college. correct? Yes, that's true. And that's just something that um, I credit the school system because they just assume you're supposed to go to school. Yeah. Nowadays, I would say that's not the best advice, but at the time when I went to school, yes, I just heard I, I would go to school, but I was the first to go to college that's in right. my family. Well, but as far you're one as, of my heroes. <clears throat> well, I agree you're one of mine. <laughs> so as far as getting you know, the story of just pushing through and inspiring younger people, I really do think that more people need to hear about just get that push. Because yeah. if you see a younger person that tries and then they fail, there's this mentality of, oh, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. Or it wasn't meant to be. I tried. And you, I've, I've talked to people, and they've got these stories of they're going to tell me all the times they've tried and how it didn't work. And so now I'm just going to kind of do my thing because I tried. I tried once, or I tried, tried. I want to keep trying, yeah. keep getting back up. This mentality of, ah, oh, if it's meant to be, or you know, they'll put God in the mix. If it's meant to be, God will make it happen. Yeah. And I believe God made everybody with a purpose. That's right. And not everybody's meant to be made a movie out of their life, but we're all meant for something. That's right. And until you find out what that is, just, just keep on going and know that it's not going to be easy. Everybody's got value. Everybody. And everybody should... You, you got to know that. You got to take that to heart. Everybody out there has value. 
Don't think that you don't. And a purpose, and you're created for something. You got to figure out what that is. But it doesn't mean it's going to be magical. It doesn't mean if you were created for this purpose that if you just try a little bit, that things are just going to magically work out like a scroll on a social media or a movie. No, you got to push through and make that happen. Mr. S, I got to ask you a question. Sure. All right, and and we'll, we're we're kind of getting close to wrapping it up. But when you were going to school, because I never did, I never went to college, and I always wanted to. And which I want to tell you, if I don't care what age you are, you can go back to school. You can, of course, you can do it. But in your school life, and you're going to college, did you ever get knocked down? Oh, geez, there were times. So as an engineer, I was it was getting tough for me. Um, high school was easy for me. All school was easy for me. Um, I didn't have to study. It was just easy. In college— You were one of them kind of guys. I was one of them kind of guys. Yeah. Don't, don't hate me for it. It wasn't <laughs> me. God gave it to me. Um, but at the same time, that was a hindrance. Yeah. Um, because your story of you know how you became a boxer was just— you, you there, It was tough for you. My story, it was easy for me. So whenever I did get to college, it don't matter how smart you are, you got to study. Yeah, I never learned how to study oh, wow. and push through. So when I got to college, I was getting bad grades all of a sudden. It's like, whoa, what's happening? I'm not used to this. It's just supposed to be easy. So I did get really tough for me, and I almost quit. I changed my major to something easy. Um, ultimately, I didn't. I ended up becoming and sticking to my plan. But a lot of those thoughts, like maybe I just can't do this. Same thing as I just said. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe I'm meant to be something else. Ultimately, I did push through that and uh, made it happen. What a story. He's uh, uh, Mr. S is one of my heroes. He's my good friend. And and by the way, I surround myself with people that I look up to uh, every day. And, and I recommend the same thing for you out there. Any closing remarks? No, this is going to be an exciting show. This is our first one. We're just doing the introduction. So from now on, we're going to have guests that tell their stories and hopefully inspire. So looking forward to, to joining us as we – should we tell the next guest? Let's just make it a surprise. We'll make it a surprise, but you got to come back because we got some good – let me just say this. We've got some uh, radio people, TV people – Former football players, former basketball players, singers, singers, globetrotters, business people, over all every single one of them are overcomers. And, and I know we got one coming up. She's going to be a name you never heard of. It's a but sweet, it's a sweet, sweet little story. old lady. Um, but she's done some things that are going to inspire you. You know, if she heard you call her an old lady, oh, old, old lady, uh, let's, can we edit uh, that out? No, don't do it. No, I want to. I want to have something to burn him on because I'm gonna take it to her. All right, and she'll whip you. She will whip <laughs> so, you too. She's got. She's a fireball. It's been a great show, and um, I want to leave the audience with something. Uh, you know, uh, we have a um, a saying at our boxing gym, uh, at Fighter Nation Boxing Gym. We talk about keeping your guard up. Well, you know, you got to keep your guard up in yeah. life. And uh, so when when you're in your ring of life, keep your guard up. Keep your guard up. <laughs>